I want to talk about why songwriters need community. You don't start out working with the people at the top. It's just not going to happen. 99.9% of the time, you will make it with the people that are around you. Hey, I'm Marty Dodson. I'm with Clay Mills here in the Songtown StreamYard studio. Yeah. All right. Um, we're glad to be with you as always. So, Clay, my topic today, we had a really lively discussion on Clubhouse. If you guys don't follow us there, um, check out our Clubhouse room on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, but we had a really lively discussion about this the other day. So I want to throw it at you and get your thoughts because you weren't there that, that morning. Okay. I want to talk about why songwriters need community. You know, in Songtown, we focus on community coaching and connection. So it's one of our three pillars of what we try to provide for songwriters. And we don't always talk about the importance of that. I think people tend to think a lot of times that the coaching and the connections are are more valuable, but I think there's real value in that community aspect. Mm -hmm. And you and I have been um, busting our behinds working on our Songtown creative experience and birthday bash. that's coming up October 14th in Nashville. Still got some spots open. If people want to come to that, you can email us, Marty at songtown.com or play at songtown.com. But let, I want to get just your first impression of why do songwriters need community? Man, this is huge. I grew up in a house where nobody had a career in music. Nobody thought it was possible. My, my parents were educators. Um, my grandparents were farmers. And the idea, literally when I said I was going to move to Nashville, my friends and family threw this big party for me. And I show up at a local restaurant and I'm all excited. I'm leaving the next day. And it turned out it wasn't a going away party. It was an intervention, you know, and, yeah. and it's tough because now this was it's, you know, I had wonderfully supportive parents. Um, my mom went out of her way to break the bank when I was a kid and buy me an instrument when I needed it. But the idea of you can be a songwriter and make a living at it, you know, that that was foreign. And so. For me, thankfully, I was strong enough to move anyway, to, to get there and to find friends in Nashville. First, I went to New York, um, but I was fortunate enough to go when I got to New York to the Songwriters Guild, signed up for a class with Sheila Davis, who had this big book on songwriting. She later put one of my songs in her books. I became friends with her. Um, but it was through the Songwriters Guild, and then I met, took that class, and I met other people, and they were all trying to do what I was doing. So when I was married and my first wife was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, go get a real job. I had this community of support, you know? And so I was able to get through all of that. I was able to, to struggle. I was able to let go of relationships that weren't supportive. I was able to find my current wife, who is the most supportive, creative person I know. So all this to say, I would have hated to have seen that journey when I got to New York City and then later to Nashville if I did not have a creative community around me. You know, and one more thing before I let you jump in here, Marty, 
another big thing for me when I got to New York was somebody invited me from this class to go to what they called a song party. We do something similar in Songtown. But I showed up and everybody sat in a circle and we each played a song for everyone that in that group and we all gave our feedback. Yeah, I like this. I don't understand the second verse. What, do, what does that mean? You know, And it helped us become better writers. Nine of those 11 writers that were there at that first meeting I went to went on to write hit songs. And none of us were any oh, wow. were anyone there. It was Shelley Pikin, Eric Beale, um, Brian Muni, um, Alex Forbes. I mean, just some incredible writers. And I'm just thinking how, if I had not had those experience of meeting people that were striving to do what, what I did, I don't think that I would have eventually gone on to I'd probably be a lawyer by now, you know, and walking around yeah. with my head yeah. down and I'd be a sad sap and I'd probably be good at it, you know, because I grew up, my dad said I was a good arguer. So I would probably be really good. Yeah. <laughs> good. But I, I think my point is that's that's what we did at Songtown before we ever taught a class. We built an online support community just so we could support each other. Yeah. Because it's it was so vital to our own existence as writers. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, through the years, uh, you know, m- most people don't know this, but you and I have had many conversations with people saying, "How do I explain to my spouse or to my significant other why I want to do this crazy thing?" You mm-hmm. know, and and why it matters so much to me, and and how can I verbalize that it, you know, feeds my soul to do this and, and, you know, kind of garner more support from the, the people around them, you know, cause I, I mean, most of us have stories. Um, my ex mother-in-law would, every time I saw her, she'd say sold any songs yet. <laughs> and, you know, the implication was she thought, you know, no, you haven't still, you know, and, <laughs> and it was just like digging the knife in a little bit to my back every time she said that. And, you know, it's hard to stay encouraged when you're in that position. And so when we started Songtown and we get these lively forum discussions going where people are like, Oh, wow, these people get me. Yeah. You know, I mean, these people understand why it makes my heart happy to create and that kind of thing. Instead of what a lot of us got from family members of like, Oh, that's cute. You want to be a songwriter? Like what, what's your day job going to be, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So I think that support aspect is really important, but I also think just finding your tribe of creative people is a thing that, that really enriches your life. You know, looking back on my songwriting career, the, the people have been the greatest part of this journey for me, the, the amazing musicians, the really talented songwriters, you know, People, you know, from all over the world bringing different perspectives to my world, which was very homogenous growing up. You know, all, all those kinds of things have really made me a better person. They made me a, a better writer. You know, I think it, it is kind of like the, that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. I think it takes a village uh, for a songwriter to stay encouraged and motivated, but it also takes a village to, um, succeed you know i mean 
you and I kind of came up together as songwriters, you know, and started having success around the same time. And so seeing the success that, that each other were having helped us elevate our game and, um, ele- you know, all the boats rise when the tide goes up kind of thing. And so, you know, just finding the, the people that you're going to succeed with, I think is a real value to people as well. Yeah, that's so important. You know, we talked a lot about this, the emotional and mental support of a community, but just a business from the business standpoint, meeting people around you that are talented and working together. You know, everyone comes into Songtown and goes, well, how can I book a session to write with a hit writer? How can I get my song to the biggest artist in the world tomorrow? I've got the perfect song for them. What they don't realize is you don't start out working with the people at the top. It's just not going to happen. 99.9% of the time, you will make it with the people that are around you. You know, one, say if I'm writing with a new artist and, and I'm a new writer, that artist gets a record deal, then all of a sudden I've got four songs on that artist's album. So... It works like that more than it does, oh, I'm going to book a session tomorrow to write with a hit songwriter. Now, that's important if you can get that because you're going to learn a lot. My first time I was, somebody put me in the room with a hit writer. You know, I was a bumbling idiot for about three hours and don't think I had a line in the song, but I learned more in that three hours than I had learned in in three years probably. But my point is... The people around you are the people, like you said, you're going to come up with uh, Sarah Davis and the artist Gail from, they were both in Songtown. They met in Songtown, started writing together. Last year, they had the number one song in the world. Um, And I'm not saying eventually one day out there in the world with millions of writers, maybe they would have met, but I don't know, you know, but for some reason they both were in Songtown. Sarah was taking a lot of courses. She, we all knew she was destined for big things. She was like a sponge soaking up knowledge. But it was that songwriter bash um, that we do once a year where they met and it literally changed both of their lives. That, that collaboration yeah. changed. And it wasn't because they all of a sudden went and wrote with big hit writers. It, it was because the two of them had something magical together and so th- yeah. that's the other part of community is it's going to help your business. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my friend, Andy Albert has, uh, I follow him on Instagram and in the last, I bet two weeks, I bet he's had 10 cuts on major, major artists. He's like, Hey, I'm so proud to have these two songs on Dan and Shay's new record. Hey, so <laughs> So proud to have four songs on this record. There was buddies coming up. You know, I mean, these artists were people that were his peers starting out having nothing. And um, I haven't told this story much, but many years ago, I was really worried about losing my writing deal. And I was writing with this young artist that day. And, um, we got done. He was waiting on a ride or something. So we were sitting out on the curb in front of our uh, publishing company. And he said, man, I'm worried I'm going to lose my record deal. And I said, yeah, I'm worried I'm going to lose my, my writing deal. And that was Billy Currington. 
And about four months later, um, he, he had, he cut one of my songs, went to, became his first number one song, launched his career, launched my career big time. And he later cut another one. So we've had two number ones together. We were two guys sitting on a curb bemoaning, like, what are we going to do if we get, you know, if he loses his record deal and I lose my writing deal, what are we going to do? And so, you know, it wasn't like one of us was, you know, killing it and we took the other one to the top. We were just two guys that were struggling and, and working hard. And that led to these two number ones that we had together, you know? And so we, Clay and I, uh, when Sarah Davis was in Songtown and we tried to get a lot of different people to write with her and some did and some were like, ah, she's just like 15 <laughs> or something, you know, and now they wish they had, you know, because she was nominated for Grammy for Song of the Year. It's so, kind of like, Marty, you know, when, I, I think, when I had a session booked to write with Taylor Swift on her father's yacht with Andrew Dorf and something came up. It wasn't like I blew off the writing session for nothing. Like there's something important came up, but I didn't write that day with Taylor Swift. And then the next thing I know, she was huge. And so you, yeah. we all have those stories where we we look back and go, you know, I should have that should have been my priority. Hindsight is 2020, but I guess what we're saying is Taylor Swift at that point was nobody. You know, and yeah. So it was very easy for me to discount her. Now she she's king of the world, queen of the world. And it's yeah. so you've got to look at the people around you and find the most talented people around you and work with them. You'll learn from them. You'll you'll become a better writer and you'll move up with with the people around you. Yeah. And one, you know, the last thing I wanted to bring up too, so many times Clay and I will have someone say to us, you know, well, I'm, I'm trying to write up all the time. And, and what that means is I'm trying to write with people higher up the ladder right. than I am, you know, so it might be people that have staff writing deals or have more hits. And, you know, we always jokingly say, well, then you're asking everybody around you to write down <laughs> by your own ad- admission. Um, but what, what happens in that scenario is that people come to our birthday bash, let's say, and, instead of trying to look around and see who are people that are accessible to me that are really talented, they're trying to go hit up all the hit writers and see if they'll work with them. Yeah. And they miss, you know, at that one birthday bash, you know, Gail and Sarah Davis were right there, you know, for people to meet and talk to and connect with. And so, you know, it's real easy to, to be so focused on things that are long shots you know, for becoming something that's a regular working thing for you and just miss the guy sitting next to you that might be nominated for Grammy for song of the year in about five years, something like that, you know? So we encourage people to come to things like our birthday bash, get to know people, put yourself out there a little bit, find your tribe of people that understand you and get what you're doing and enrich your life. But also, you know, be looking for those people that you really believe in, that you can invest in and they believe in you and can they can invest in you. And that's the way most of us are going to succeed is by that. Yeah. Community. And even if you can't travel, if you can't, you know, for some people, it's not possible to come to Nashville or New York to go to a big city. We have uh, two members that met in one of our crash courses, um, Kavanaugh and 
Kevin Rowe. Kevin Rowe and Andrew Cavanaugh. They met in a class. They co-wrote a song online with an artist in Australia, became their first number one song for this artist in Australia. So it's with today's technology and communities like Songtown, you don't physically have to be there. You know, I always think it's better if you can be there. But I mean, Kevin Rowe now has several number ones in the UK and in Australia. And he wasn't in the room every time when he was writing with these people. You know, Andrew Cavanaugh, same same kind of deal. So I would just say work with what you have. If you can travel to a, a music city, great. Try to make trips as often as you can. But if you can't, you know, you've got online today communities like Songtown that can help you hook up with other writers. Marty, speaking of great places online, I was just looking at Sweetwater trying to figure out where I was going to purchase my next microphone so that we can do our podcast in my studio. And I had to, I had to get uh-huh. matching microphones. Sweetwater told me the perfect mic to get. They told me how to hang a microphone from my ceiling. Um, so I'm all set up. We, we can do this in the future in person if we want to. Um, but thanks to our sponsor, Sweetwater. Check the link below for our birthday bash information to register for that. We have an all-day workshop with hit publishers, hit writers. It's going to be a great experience if you can make it to Nashville. And if not, just keep watching. We appreciate you guys.